Today on the self-evident podcast, Ohio swings left John Kirby hits back and Vivek Trump rumble 2024 all on the self-evident podcast. What is he for? All right. Self-evident podcast. What's happening? Thank you so much for joining us. You got Mike. You got Mass. I'm not even in the center. Let me get there, the center. There you, there you go. I had there to move. Because the, ch- you know. Because the chair and the mic and stuff happens. It's okay. Mike is on the mic. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I hope you enjoyed Carrie. I'm sorry. I'm back. But <laughs> we'll have- I just want to say something. I just want to say something, y'all. Thank you for making us feel less than. Yeah, she, no kidding. I appreciate on. it. <laughs> yeah. <she's> on. <laughs> Nothing puts you more, more in your into, humble, yeah. contrite state than to watch her Nothing like, like blow it up. Eating crow pie, like just sitting with Carrie Campos in the I, freaking room. So you know, I do the graphics like for 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 the podcast, <laughs> and, and, and I come to him like on Wednesday. I'm like. We post up this simple graphic about her and, and Massey being on, and it blows up. Everybody's no, no, commenting no. and here, liking. Here, try this. Try this. You get on with her, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, Carrie, you're so beautiful. Yep. Oh, my gosh, Carrie, you're so amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh, what revelation. I'm like, <laughs> we, we've only been here for three years, but yeah, it's fine. It's We're like, carrying the like, water Massey, for her. You have, or, Carrie, you haven't changed a bit. You look just like your old pictures. <laughs> Do you notice, I know I changed. You notice truth by omission. They don't say anything. Why is that? <laughs> We're not jealous, guys. We're not. We went through a lot of inner healing. We're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Uh, Boris. It's okay. <laughs> We're, we, got Bo, we got chemo and Boris on speed dial, and if you know who those people are, you understand what we're saying. You'll so be laughing. If so, you don't, eh, well. Yeah. Well, Mike, I think uh, it's time to tell people about where we're going in direction of this podcast. Yeah, so he and I are moving to Wyoming, <laughs> and we're getting a little cabin <laughs> out in the wilderness. Won't hear from us, but we'll come back with grizzled beards and flannel. No, Mexicans can't grow no beards. <laughs> but I was actually kidding about all that. I'm just, my arms hurt. <laughs> so, so why would you tell us? Yeah, I've been going to the to the fitness place or whatever. <laughs> that, that, trying what to is fit it, what in is these clothes. What is it? Clo- a gut? Gime? A gime? Yeah, a gime. A gimey? It's a G-Y-M. Whatever that spells. And uh, Gime. Yeah, so I've been going because, you know, it's a fitness place. I'm trying to fit in these clothes, so, like, I'm just trying to do my thing, you know? And um, I go there with this gentleman who's our children's pastor at our church. The most unlikely children's pastor right. possibly See, he's, in the world. He's, he's got some muscles. He's got the he's pads. Got he's got tattoo yeah. sleeves. I used to work out with Mike, but then I began to hate him because of what he was doing to me. It was ruining our friendship. It was. <laughs> no. No, no, we got lazy. So, and then I started going with him because he just goes every day after work. And I just told Mike, I said, just so you know, I don't discriminate. I hate everyone when I work out with them. So I was like, man, I hate you, Mike. I hate this workout right now, Mike. Our pastor, so, children's pastor. Like, so Mike and I are going to start Massey Anonymous Club. Yeah, anyway. you know, we'll but we're trying. You know, we got to sure. we got to go after the stuff. You yeah, got to go uh, after it. My son, Isaiah, works out, too. He's a beast. You know, he, he does what he does. But it's like it's funny being with guys like you and Mike. Mike and Mike, because you used to power lift, so you're, mm. you know, you're. That's kind of your realm. Yeah. And so when they're lifting, it's they're not they're not lifting, they're Herculean, right? <laughs> so like when they're squatting, I'm like doing 200 pounds. This cat's doing 400, and he's doing it for sets. And then he's like, "Come on, bud, come on, bud." And I'm like, "Come on, bud, what? I weigh 200 pounds more than you, you know?" Like, <laughs> so there's this nice trade off. Anyways. I'm not making fun of my. I'm really not making fun of my weight. I'm saying I'm trying to get rid you're, of my weight. You're you're sharing your experiences yeah. with the people, and, and it's a progress. It is a pro. It's a process and a progress. And if you guys want to donate to my weight loss plan, <laughs> okay. if, if you want to see the pound slide off a of mass, <laughs> donate. Donate today. because we got it. We, we're actually going to show our newsletter. Do we have that? We should cue that. We I don't know that we have it brought up. Dang. So if you guys I go to, I think she put it on the website though. Yeah. If you guys can go to theselfevidenttruth.com, look, we know you guys support us. We're so grateful for that. And those of you who donate to us, amen. 
what we're asking you guys for is we, we need about 50000 to mm-hmm. to get into about February time, so from here to February. We're working on a children's curriculum. Um, we're bringing on some new things for the for the ministry for us to prosper. We have some new events that we're doing now. Thank you, Jesus. We got a, a guy who um, we're doing so. We'll announce that in a minute as soon as we get all these things done. But there's an apologetics they do for young people, and they asked us to be a part of it. Mike, we just sent him Mike's information so he can be a part of it too. He'll be one of the speakers, God willing. So there's a lot of events that we're doing, and it's exciting. It really is exciting. So it's just getting us to that point when that stuff starts to launch is what mm-hmm. we need in the in between. So if you guys want to donate, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You can check out our new newsletter. It's a year-end newsletter. Um, it'll tell you everything we've done, everything we did this year, all the things we grew in. Um, uh, we're just grateful. So we're trying to grow, and I'm trying to lose weight before those events. <laughs> I'm serious. I, yeah, I mean, because d- the stamina that it takes yeah. to do those events back-to-back-to-back is tough. Yeah. So, um, and I'm good. Like, uh, even at this pace, I'm good. I want to be better. You know what I mean? I don't want to be sluggish and stuff like that. So it's going to be exciting. Anyways, you had no reason to know any of that. But Ohio. Here we go. Swings left or er. It, uh, that's a troubling thing they voted for. I, I'm, I'm really shocked, too, bro, because, like, there's a lot of constitutional teachers in that state. Yeah, you and I were talking about yeah. that. Of, like, I think it's, it's tough to watch because we... We go to Ohio, we get awesome response. It's it's really the state that launched us, right? Like Ohio was really that first state for It really did. It did. And they got all of these conservative groups, these these patriot groups that pop up. And then all of a sudden this type of stuff happens. I, I remember when when the governor was elected, it was like, What's going on here? You know? Right, right. And then <clears throat> this stuff passes. So maybe you're wondering, well, what happened? So they decided they needed to enshrine abortion rights into their state constitution, and they legalized recreational marijuana. And uh, mind you, we're going to get into Vivek, and Vivek was alluding to what happened in the elections that just happened a couple of days ago. In Virginia, the Democrats won full control of the state legislature. Ohio passed this amendment, right? Like, something's wrong with the messaging for the, the conservatives. Now, I want to read a section from this new amendment. Basically, this amendment says, everyone, every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. Which is already false, according to... Right. How nat- is, natural law re- forbids this. That's, that's actually the opposite of reproduction. So what you're actually saying is decisions of death. That's right. Is what you're allowed to make including but not limited to decisions on, and notice they throw all this stuff in here, contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. Okay, stop. Go for it. So right here, we already had, deci- we, we could already make our decisions on contraception. Exactly. Fertility treatment. So you can go do in vitro fertilization, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. You don't even have to get pregnant. Continuing one's own pregnancy, that's the one. That's where they start to, continuing one's own pregnancy. What are they pregnant with? Their own body? What are they pregnant with? What's in them, right? And then they throw in miscarriage, care, and abortion. We already had those. Right. One's own pregnancy and abortion. You notice how they differentiated the two? Yep. So they, these are the two things they're after. And they throw in this all the bull crap that we already had access to. We make our choices. All of this actually has a choice. But then they throw that in with it. Because they want to mix it all up and jumble it all up, so that way you add it all together. The problem is you've got two exclusive ideas. They're, they're independent ideas. Fertility treatment is nothing in the realm of abortion. But they want you to lump all of this together. Now, in it, it says, however, abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability. So everybody goes, oh, okay, well, after fetal viability, we can do abortion. And who determines that? Right. And, and read further, guys. Always read the whole thing and think about what are they trying to say. But in no case may such an abortion be prohibited. Oh, there's the but. If in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, it is necessary to protect the pregnant patient's life or health. So now you just opened it all back up. Right, right, right. So now they're leaving it up to the doctor. 
Which what are the statistics? I forgot to look this up, but I know the statistics and like the third trimester, it's very rare that the baby mm-hmm. actually has that, a, that can that can hurt the mother. A, extremely rare into the realm of non-existent. <clears throat> now there there's a different factor in terms of like cancer treatment, and that's a situation okay. that comes up once in a while of like okay, either chemo, and it and it'll probably destroy sure. the kid, or don't do chemo and you'll probably die of cancer in trying to have the baby. Right, but outside, but it's of so that, rare. So they yeah. do this where it's like in cases of rape or incest, which is so rare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is so rare that it would happen in the third trimester, right? To to harm a, a female, right? According to statistics, I'm not just saying this as a man. It's according to statistics, right? But I want you guys to see this too. Uh, it says the state shall not directly or indirectly burden, penalize, prohibit, interfere with, or discriminate against either the state. The state. Now they're already telling the state. This is what's so stupid. The state is telling you you have the right to kill your baby, but the state cannot interfere of how you do that. <laughs> That's what they're saying. The state's saying you have a right to this we're, now, but we can't actually tell yeah. you and interfere with we're, we're gonna interfere. What? We're gonna interfere in the decision making process, but we won't interfere, interfere in, in the, one the, side <laughs> of the decision making process. We're we're gonna be oppressive, but only in a certain way. <laughs> oh, I gotta look up this quote. This is where I get messed up. Keep talking, but I yeah. gotta look this up. And, quick. and I think it's important on that that however section protect the pregnant patient's life or health. Patients treating physician. This could mean the abortion doctor, which means the abortion doctor. All they have to do is decide. Yeah, well, your health may go down if we continue this pregnancy. And these days. People are saying, oh, well, it's bad for your health to be pregnant because there's a risk involved. And I'm not diminishing that there is a risk involved with pregnancy. What I'm saying is this just completely opened the whole thing up. So where it says, oh, well, you know, the state can prohibit abortion after viability, which means the state can't prohibit before viability. But what it also means is, well, you can prohibit it after viability as long as it's not going to harm life or health. Look, if a woman woman is going to get an abortion, this just opened it up to where her and the the abortion doctor can decide, yeah, well, your health may suffer if you continue this pregnancy. Right. It's 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 a non-existent clause, in fact. It's an imaginary clause. It's useless. And all it does is try to placate the conservative of saying, well, we put stuff in there to where, yeah, you could, you could write laws about it. I know. And it's Madison actually said, James Madison actually said this, it will be of little avail to the people that the laws that are made by men of their own choice, if the laws be so voluminous that they cannot be read or so incoherent, they cannot be understood. It's going to be stupid. It, like at that point, the law is useless. Yeah. Because all they're doing is just passing things like this. And it's like, there's so many gray lines and open doors and closed doors and open doors. You don't even know where to put your feet on it. But all they heard from the media was, this is all they heard from the media. Reproductive rights are passed in Ohio with no restrictions. That's all they heard. Good point. See what I'm saying? This does not say that, really. The state cannot get involved, but the state's telling you what to do. But then we're saying it can't be prohibitive of veto viability. But then mm-hmm. after, but the doctor can, it, it could be, so the. So, so in other words. You, you can't restrict abortion. You know what happened? The Republicans, I bet you, helped write this. Probably. And got together, and so they put that com- that thing in there, however abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability. And then the Democrats were like, so we'll, we'll put your line in there, but then we'll put our line in there, and we'll, yeah. we'll see how it works. And you know what? They know this. Lawyers and judges are going to get tied up with so much litigation, they're not going to want to deal with it, so nobody's going to even take it to court. Yep. That's exactly what's happening here. And this is where I think what's happening in Ohio is – it's that Cleveland, Akron, Cincinnati, yeah. uh, Columbus. That's yep. those three. Those three or four cities dominate the state. It's it's kind of like it's, in, a, it's a syndrome. It's, it's, it's kind of like in Michigan. You get that whole Detroit, Flint, Saginaw, yeah, Lansing yeah, 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 yeah. kind of pocket, and that determines it for the rest of them, right? Because most of the other sides of Michigan are fairly conservative, right? But then that Detroit, Lansing, Saginaw pocket total flaming liberal and i think it's i think you're right i think it's the same in ohio of cincinnati cleveland akron like what's well, like california section, it's it's you know. like it's like any state minnesota True. yeah minnesota because carries that if you we should put this up more often honestly and and carrie was asking me about memes we could do this one if you look at the county map of the u.s like all of the little counties and you it's red versus blue 
Blue is really just in the city pockets. It's the major cities. But the problem is the, the population density is so big in those city pockets that they outweigh the the rest of the country, right? The middle of the country and, and in California, right? The the more farmland style places. And it it ends up directing the rest of the country. And that we saw that with like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. If you looked at the population numbers, Clinton actually did win the population vote. But when you look at the counties, she got hammered in counties. But she had all of the major cities. And she had like 80, 90, 100%, no, <laughs> 100% voting in those major cities. And this is the problem where you get those city pockets. They're like, we're going to control the rest of what the state does. Yeah, you know? which that that's actually scary. Yeah. If you think about it, because population-wise, I bet you... What's, what's hard is these people in the red counties, they don't go out and vote. They don't care. No, I shouldn't say they don't care. They just want to be left alone. Conservatives, leave me the heck alone, right? It's those crybabies in the cities that are the Democrats. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. They're the crybabies. It's like, you got to pay attention. You got to listen to me. Black lives matter. Everything matters, blah, blah, blah. It's like nobody cares about what you do. They really don't until I have to preach the gospel. I care about your soul, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to politics, I care if you if, if you even, if you want to listen to us, that's fine. But like nobody cares. They just want to be left alone, you yeah. know? And, and they, then you start taking over these big cities and nobody even recognizes it anymore. And then they get out. So then they yeah. go to the rural counties. They'd and, rather drive an hour than sit in that city full of crime, full of stupid parades, full of, uh, no, I'm serious, like full yeah. of uh, going into a store and I have to walk through this, bullcrap every month some weird daggum holiday i thought about this just last night we were watching um the bears and the i see it was such a bad game <laughs> the panthers and the bears wasn't it dude last night and, I, and they, they had a whole thing for the veterans because it's veterans uh the marine corps birthday today <clears throat> and it's my anniversary today with my wife happy Yay! anniversary day. happy 17 but um last night i watched that and i'm like dude these guys will celebrate anything on any month right so it was like but I looked at the veterans. That's important. I think people who fought and died, who still fight for our nation, who are enlisted, that's awesome. You know. Then you have whatever. The holidays coming up. They'll do Hanukkah, but not Christmas. They'll do Happy Holidays for Christmas, but Hanukkah they'll do because yeah. you know it's not offensive. Yeah. And so and then, but then they do gay pride crap. What the heck have they? What is that? What does your sexuality have to do with a football game? Right. Yeah. That has nothing to do with football. Has nothing to do with honor. Um, if you want to think about it, all those people that are veterans and all these, how many straight people are on there? How come, where's the straight month? If you're going to do that is what I'm saying. I don't want you to do it. I'm saying what we're doing here is you're seeing like people when they go into these big cities and I've talked to many people about this. I was just in Austin, Texas. Dude, I remember that city as a kid. It was not like what it is today. Yeah. And every Starbucks you, or, or, or coffee shop, I, I went to a Starbucks once, but I went to other, other coffee shops. They got all these stupid rainbow stickers and the and that stuff. It's like, I don't want to see that crap, dude. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with that life. So I don't hate you, but I don't agree with it. I don't want it shoved in my face. Imagine if I went around and just put Bible stickers everywhere, all over the Starbuckses and the things. Like, I would do that because I'm crazy, and I'll do that. But you know what you would do? I don't want to see your Bible. I don't agree with your Bible. Your Bible, hey. It's like, well, you do the same. I don't agree with you. But we can't say that, dude, because that's discrimination, which, fine, call me. I don't care what you call me. But that you see what I'm saying? And, yeah. and so the, the rural cities, the rural counties have no voice. It, it gets shoved down their it throat. It sure does. And they... So now the rural cities suffer because of the big cities' policies. Yes. So and the state policy radiates out. Dude, so who wants to stay in California with all the high taxes when these rural areas are like, dude, get off. I didn't vote for this. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and those people in those rural areas... They want to just be left alone. Right. They're hardworking. Most of them, right? They're hardworking. They do their job. They go home to their families. They don't have time to get massively politically involved. Where the progressives, the collectivists, their their mindset from birth is get involved in the system. Be a part of the system. And so you see this, this perpetual motion machine where... These people grow up and they go into the institutions because they they want the institution to be the end-all, be-all. So they go into the government, they go into the schools, they go into the media, they go into all of these institutions 
and they get into politics and they do their activism and they get to be a part of these nonprofits and they shove their money into all of that. And it's, it's kind of a, a war of the rural conservatives who are like, just leave me alone. And maybe if I put my hands over my ears, it'll go away because right, I've got right, so right, much right. to focus on. Right. right. I'm not, I'm not throwing you guys under the bus. It's just, you have so much to focus on. You're an individualist. You're self-sufficient. Just leave me alone. Let me take care of myself. The problem is that means that you're not in the lane of being a part of the institutions which hold the power, right? right? And so you get these progressives who are like, the institutions need to be torn down, so I'm going to be a part of it. You know, like, yeah, and create your own institution, create your own, build it up in your own image, right? And so, even too with laws, they were never meant to be where they were individualistically singling out particular groups because what that does is alienate other groups. Law should be made to where it's equality, or like there's there's an equality of things. So, for for gay people, for example, right, when they say we need to make an equality bill where you can go to any job and you don't get discriminated against. It should have always been like that. The only ones you can't really do that to is any religious group that has a bias on something. So if the religious group who is actually religious, where I'm talking about they're doing good for the communities, if there's certain things against their doctrine, okay. How can you force them against no, their belief? But it's the same thing with any business. Like if they say, we need you to have a four-year degree, two years plus experience, and blah, 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 blah. If you don't fit that mold, they're not going to hire you. That's not discrimination. You just don't fit the mold. Right. It's the same thing in a religious institution. If you're gay, trans, those kind of things, I cannot hire you to be a pastor. I can't do it because it's against the scriptural tenets. of. The, so you don't fit the criteria. Uh, let's go to the church for a minute. If you can't keep your own house, if you're constantly wedded many times and your kids are unruly, the Bible says you can't be an elder or a deacon. Or a pastor. You can't do it. You shouldn't do it, I should say. We do it anyways, like because our institutions, for some doggone reason, in the church just get thrown out, right? Because we don't hold to the tenets of Scripture anymore. So when our kids become unruly, we have to be careful that, hey, I represent the Lord here. The Bible's very mm-hmm. clear about how we should be in the church, being the examples, right? So even to the church, we have our own tenets. But that's not discrimination. That's You don't fit the, 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 the criteria of what we do here. That's not discrimination, dude. You just don't have the merits to do this. That would be like having an artist who can't put two and two together becoming a high-level mathematician. There you go. Nobody would do it. Nobody, That's exactly Nobody's going to take that artist and say, ah, well, you know, you can teach physics. Right. No, you can't because you don't fit the criteria. Right. And that's okay. That's okay. Because if I need an art mural, I'm hiring the artist, not the mathematician who can do physics but can't draw a stick figure. That's exactly you know? it. Like, that's, so that's what these laws do. And, so, go oh, ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. You, you, do you. I think you made a great point that needs to be expanded out. Our laws are becoming identity-driven. That's exactly That's it. Why? Good word. Why? Because the, the left side of things, and the, the conservatives play the game too, so I'm not leaving conservatives out, but we get so wrapped into this identity mindset stuff, especially from the left, because the left is very identity-driven. Truth. Which, isn't it funny that, that the the underpinnings of Marxism, whatever, collectivism, we're all a collective, but we're going to try to uphold our identity, yet we're going to tear down identity. Exactly. And and you get confused. Well, the problem is you start writing laws that are through the identity lens. So now all of a sudden you're seeing, well, this group is gay and that group is transgender and that group is women and the, that group is black. And they start writing laws of the identity. Whereas it's so odd that the individual, the conservative, tends to be just write a law that covers it for everybody. Right, right. You know, like, like let's just protect everybody's individual responsibility. That's exactly it. Let's stop doing the identity thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where, this is where people are going to take us out of context. Well, black people, so do you think that we should have had, still had laws against black people because people didn't want to hire black people because they were discriminating? Listen, there's nothing in our Bible... Nothing, you won't find it, where skin color was a sin. But you will find sexual illicit behavior that is against contrary, contrary to Scripture is sinful. That's what we're talking about. And I don't care if you like that or not. It's truth. It's just truth. Sin or Skin is something you're born with. Being gay, I'm sorry, it's not. We're all born in sin, but that doesn't mean it makes it right. And every one of us has our own sin struggles. Sure. So just because I was born to love to have sex with women, does that make me a rapist? 
No. I put myself under. I say, no, Lord, you want me to be with one wife, one woman? We become one flesh when we get married. We have children that I must raise in the nurture and admonition of God that I'm supposed to teach how to love me and how to love you, Father. That's what I'm supposed to do. Oh, okay, cool. I get it. So my, my, my sexual urges or my desires die, right? It's the same thing with being gay. It's the same thing with being trans, all that stuff. You have to put your sexual urges down to the way God said. And that sounds, you, you guys will say, that sounds very um, jailed in, boxed in. That sounds very legalistic, right? Okay, let's, let's keep going with your theory. Why did God create purity? Why did he create the system he created? Why did he do that? Why? So that we could reproduce in our own kind according to his image. If we do what you're saying you're doing, right, you've now gone against the design of the creator, which you, now you tell him he's not perfect, righteous, God, and just. So you can't be a Christian. You can't. You just can't do it and say, I'm a Christian transgender or I'm a Christian gay person. Well, then I'm a Christian rapist. I mean, come on, that's just ridiculous. And and let's draw the distinction, right? So if if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, whatever. Like you said, that's your skin color. That's not sin, right? Dude, that's, that's pigmentation. That's that's a a part of you. The difference is we we're one talking is, about the one is one is just identifying characteristic, the other one is urge and behavior. And behavior. The other one is feeling. So Ooh, that ooh, ooh. do you see what I'm saying? Yes, like, good call. When you did it better than me. We're in you're you're in that realm of urge, feeling, desire. What we're being told is, well, no, that's that's an identifying characteristic. That's that's beyond making a moral decision. You're wrong. That's exactly because right. decision at its core becomes a moral issue. Now, there may be decisions that it's like there's really no moral issue there, but decision becomes morality, right? Morality is what's the better decision. Urge, you either decide to listen to it and follow it, or you decide not to. Bingo. And so what they're trying to tell us is, no, this is identifying characteristic of me. I can't change this. You notice the language is always there's no decision in this. There's no right. cha- choice right. in this. There, there's no responsibility, because responsibility is taking ownership of the decision you make. Bingo. So what happens, even in the transgender, <laughs> even call. in the transgender, because what is going on? You are changing your identity because of a feeling or an urge. Right. That is the realm of you're responsible on whether you carry out that urge or that desire. What we're being told is, well, you're not allowed to to make a judgment on that. You're, right. you're you have to accept whatever decision the person. Now, you make the decision you want. Right. As long as it doesn't affect me, you make the decision you want. However, you cannot tell me that I can't come to a moral decision or a moral conclusion about your decision. That's exactly right. And and this may be a twister for some people. And you're going, what are you talking about, Mike? The difference between black, white, Asian, and gay, transgender, is black, white, Asian, there was no... Mexican. There was no decision made. It is an identifying characteristic. It is something that they couldn't take responsibility over because they never had a hand in it. Right. And, two cultures assimilate. So I'm here in America. I don't have any semblance... I mean, of course, I'm I'm so happy of my heritage. I, I love it. I love the, the 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 culture I was raised in. I love the um I love the uh the way I was raised. I think being raised tough like we were. Uh, my dad and mom were very fair, but they were tough, man. Mom was strict, you know. Yeah. So the culture we were raised in and the nationality we were raised in to me benefited me so much. I now use that, but in an, in a, in, a, in a culture like America, the way I was raised is considered in some sense, is abuse, the way I was uh, mm-hmm. spanked and all these other things. And so you learn to assimilate. How do I blend the two, right? How do I be just as firm, just as tough? And I've spanked my children before, okay? There's no welts on them. Don't worry about it. But I had to learn how do I use that according to Scripture in this culture. I'm Hispanic, full-blooded, but, dude, you might as well, you might as well just make me. I'm an American. I've assimilated to the culture. You can do that. How come gay people can't assimilate to natural way of life? 
Why are they so staunch in what they believe and how they are in their sexuality? And and because it's a choice to walk in that behavior. It is a walking down the pathway of urge. They it have is. an urge, they have a desire, and they walk that way. But then there's a force of you must accept and promote the fact that I followed this urge. Right. I don't even mind, and this 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 may offend some of you. That's fine. The fact that Black Lives Matter came out never really bothered me. It's like okay, I agree. Everybody should be treated fairly equally. The, the premise of it was bad, right? Do the facts, but I get it. It's when you took that, the up the degree. Well, now we're going to raise tons of money. Now it's socialist actually in nature, so they're trying to dominate and take over and change the whole voting system. Then they're going out and looting and rioting and doing all these things. That's what, and then all of a sudden when you come against that, you're like, see, you're against Black Lives Matter. No, I'm against illicit behavior. That's what I'm against. I'm against those people stealing all that money and buying houses and leaving your people that you said you were fighting for, leaving them in the dirt. That's what I'm against. So the moment you become against illicit behavior, see, you're against gay people. I'm against your perversion. I'm not against, dude, I, I've, 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 like, the, 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 even that statement of you're against me because you hate my behavior. I'm against your that's, behavior. Right. And that's, that's just like me, me getting <laughs> on my kids for doing something dumb that for them to say, you hate me. No, I don't. You shouldn't have punched your brother. That's where the argument should be all the time. Bingo. You're, you're nailing it is, no, I'm against the conclusion of your behavior, the decision you've made. Oh, it's not a choice. It's following of an urge, which is a choice. Totally. I have a totally, choice totally, totally, on totally. whether to drink this coffee or not. It I, I kind of don't. Now, addicted. <laughs> I'm addicted to caffeine. Man, do I love caffeine. <laughs> it's pretty hard to turn down caffeine. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we still have the choice. No, we don't. Yes, we do. It, it, we may, do. Be, we do. it may be a very hard choice, but we have the end. It's the a choice. tricky choice, guys. But I will say that's a great clip. We should clip that. That's a, no, seriously, <laughs> no, that, was, that little piece was, was really good about the laws and stuff. Like Mikey's so good at clipping and and yeah, guys, give it up for Mike. Mikey, Mikey's Aww, thanks. Mikey's been he's 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 the man. He's the man. We're really happy to have him on the team, and uh, guys, if you donate, he can be... <laughs> he could. <laughs> Make Mike's dream come true. Where's that? I will remember. Make Mike's dream come true. For only 25 cents a day. <laughs> no, t- for only $50 a month. You, can, <laughs> you too can make Which Mike's actually dream is come true. true. If you want to be a torchbearer, you can do that. 50 bucks a month, guys. That's just... Quick coffee, and then support me so I can drink coffee. So we went off on a tinge. Are we yeah, going Vivek? Let's, or we, let, let's we, go Vivek. Um, yeah, the rest of this is kind of where Trump's at, which I'd rather talk about Vivek. Let's go. Okay, let's do I think, can you summate what's going on with Trump? Yeah, so Trump, he's in all kinds of legal battles. Um, Kirby just, comes out and just swings. Yeah, Kirby <laughs> Kirby was swinging at, at a Palestinian reporter, which he was kind of like, cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you can do uh, that. He, he, you want to do that one no, real, no, no. real well, quick? No, no, no. Whatever. Um, I'm just going to read this back and forth in the Kirby thing. And, and you make your own judgments, but this is pretty good. So the reporter, born and raised in Gaza, Nadia Bilbasi, pressed Kirby. Blaze.com reports she claimed matter-of-factly that Israel is in violation of international humanitarian law and the Geneva Convention and accused Kirby of being a mouthpiece for the Israeli government. She said, With due respect, John, some people think that you repeat what the Israeli army spokesman is saying. It's exactly what they're saying. You're repeating here. She then asked, What's wrong with standing here and say when Israel does something wrong because you're the best friend, you have leverage on them. Why not criticize them? Kirby responded, your question presupposes that we've made some determination that the law of armed conflict has been violated. We're not at that point. Now, she went, when she asked if Biden administration disagrees with the United Nations claiming Israel is guilty of wrongdoing, Kirby threw down the gauntlet. Not only did he reaffirm Israel's right to defend itself, but he rebuked anyone who accuses Israel of committing a genocide. He said, Israel has a right and responsibility to defend itself. We're going to make sure we have the, they have the tools and capabilities to do that. We ought not forget what happened one month ago. 1,400 people slaughtered in their homes at a musical festival. 
And when Hamas decided to conduct operations, it was with the intent of killing people. You know, I hear this word genocide tossed around. Hamas actually does have genocidal intentions against the people of Israel. They'd like to see it wiped off the map. They said so on purpose. So that's what's at stake here. Dang. Dude, he unloaded on her. And Dang, good for him. Dang, man. That's what I'm talking about when you take power over your decisions. Having power and standing in your authority. And that's what happens when you sponsor and when you guys go support Energy Ops LLC. He can turn on that power. <laughs> Dang, so, I'm good at this. I, I was like, he said power. Is he doing what I think I he's doing? Up. You did it. You knocked it out of the park. I love it. So Energy Ops LLC. <laughs> I got. I, Dude, I, we got to clip these. Yes, we do. We got. We'll, we'll do a collage for Mike, and we'll send it to him. Charleston, South Carolina area. Give a phone call to this number eight four three two six three one seven two four eight four three two six three one seven two four. Energy Ops is awesome, and you can email them at office dot office at energyops.us. Residential, commercial, generator hookups. They can rewire your garage if you decide you're going to get yourself a uh, Elon Musk vehicle. And reach out. God-fearing family, spirit-filled, love the Lord, veteran-owned, small business-minded. They're here for you. They want to help you get a good quality job done. So reach out. Energy Ops, LLC. All right. Dang, that was good. Yeah, man, you you nailed that transition. I, I like this stuff. I like doing that. All right, Vivek, I want to get into this guy, and and I'll pepper in Wait, where what, Trump's what? at. I didn't see this. What BLM branch co-founder gets it? Mark Fisher, co-founder of Rhode Island chapter of BLM, is actually backing Trump in twenty four. Yeah. Whoa! You didn't see that one? I didn't see that. I I missed to miss that one because what's hard is when they print these, they print them front and back, so it's hard for me to follow. But I did see it on the notes. I just didn't see because you sent them to me. But like, I didn't see that. That's crazy. So yeah, uh, Mark Fisher. He he actually quit the official BLM organization because he's sick of them, and he's backing Trump to be in office twenty twenty four. So he was on an interview with podcast host Kim Iverson. Fisher was asked to define remarks he made earlier that President Trump is the best candidate we have. He said, and I quote, "Because everyone else sucks." <laughs> Bro, you're my hero. Come on the podcast, please. <laughs> let's, get him. let's get him. Let's, let's get him. Reach let's reach out to him. Mr. Fisher replied later praising President Trump for his straightforward approach and contrasting it with what perceives as the Democratic Party's hypocrisy. Ms. Iverson sought to clarify. Listen, she sought to clarify Mr. Fisher's response, asking if he thought President Trump was simply the best of a bad lot and, frankly, not that great either. You notice how she's trying to lead him? She's like, he's not really that great either, though, Right. He replied by highlighting his personal regard for President Trump before adding that it's hard not to appreciate what the 45th president brings to the table given the shortcomings of the incumbent. I like Trump, he said, before adding, I think right now who we have sitting in the Oval Office is just a deep disappointment. He expressed disdain for Joe Biden and added that he really dislikes Kamala Harris. But she was picked for you, bro. Yeah, she's, she's, she's black. Blackish. And Indian. And it, yeah. What is she? She's a mix. She's black, Indian. She's a little Asian. And she's a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, so many jokes. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a little bit <laughs> witch, too. <laughs> Kamala laughing gas Harris. So, reacting to Mr. Fish's critical remarks about the incumbent and words of praise for the former president, Iverson suggested that her interviewee was probably a lone figure in the BLM movement. He says, again, I quote, No, I feel like the tide is starting to turn. He said, adding that he thinks a lot of black people are starting to pivot off that democratic plantation. For so long, we've been slaves to that. Ooh. It's happening. Dang. Keep pushing, We guys. told you. It's going to happen. They're gonna, it's gonna, it has to backfire, dude. Yes. Even Ohio, it'll backfire. It's going to backfire against them because <clears throat> all they did was codify something they never should have codified. And when conservatives get in there, they're going to overturn God willing. That's what they're going to do and say, no, we can't allow this in law anymore. It should have never been law. That's the funny thing. You can't, you, what's so unique about America, people think it's like what we support or don't support. It's actually what really made America turn for the worse was when we started making laws about sin, you know, legalizing sin. That's where it started to get really weird here in this country. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? How yeah. we can regulate 
you know, we, we regulate how we can help the poor. You have to go get permits to do it. That's just crap to me. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, and then with marriage and all these other things and, and sexuality, it's just abortion. That, that's when it really started to go crazy for, for, for this nation. Um, when we started to humanize law that God calls sinful. That's ridiculous. That's that's right. just where you're now you're stepping on God's stuff and that you, you've become a god. Mm-hmm. You know, taking over what his word is. It's like, ooh, I would then, not want to be you guys. And we do that. We we try to turn it back into our own image, right? <clears throat> and I think yep. that's why it was, yep. it's such a Romans massive one. you know. Romans 1. Massive idea in scripture. Worship and serve the creature more than the creator. That's what exactly. we do. Exactly. So, anyways, go back to Vivek. Vivek goes nuts. If you guys haven't watched this in the debate, I, you know what we should do from now on is do like live coverage on the debates. We probably should do that. Should. But that night, I think we had church, didn't we? Wasn't it I, Wednesday night? I think you're right. I think it yeah, was, it was Wednesday church. night. Sorry, guys, can't do it. I'm pastor. I must stay there. And we had George Costick, so I had to listen to him. So, Which uh, he killed it. He did so good. He was, he, and, and you guys should go back and watch it. He, he was amazing. He's a little tough to understand because he's from Serbia, but once, like every second or third where you can get it, you're like, oh, okay, I'm following right. this train. And uh, but it was good, and so we couldn't do <clears throat> live on that <clears throat> thing there. But this is just uh, this, th- what I love is we were talking about. Man, did you see what Vivek did the other night? And he goes, "Yeah, I kind of caught a piece of it." <clears throat> and it's kind of like we all love tough talkers. Um, I think we all like that. We all like someone who's going to stand on their on their not just on their words, but the actions. Mm-hmm. I think that's why people like President Trump so much. He may not have done everything right, but pretty much he said what he said he would do, he did, except for arresting Hillary Clinton, which would have been really cool. You know, for war. You know, I wonder the, if he goes back now, he would have done it. I don't know. After all of the crap that he's going through now, like he he kind of drew that line of we're not going to get involved in like political hit jobs like that. Yeah. But now <laughs> everything he's been through, I wonder if he went back, if he would do it. Yeah, I think. Just, we all know the federal government is not. Uh, we we can. I'm sure most of us believe that there's something greater than just the federal government pulling the strings. Um, I do firmly believe that. I firmly believe that there's something greater that's going on. Uh, is it redeemable? I mean, it would have to be a renunciation of a lot of things, but I think it's it's definitely on the table. The problem here is <clears throat> now you got candidates who are actually trying to do what Trump does. <clears throat> so you have a Ron DeSantis yep. that punches back. Nikki Haley tries, but she ain't. <laughs> Chris Christie, <laughs> no. Um, Chris he, Christie is like, he's he's the intensity level of Jeb Bush, dude. He, he's like a Jeb Bush 2.0. Uh, I've got a personal vendetta against Christie. Anyways, continue. Um, I think, so we have this. Uh, Vivek began his opening statement by calling the RNC chairwoman Rhonda McDaniel to step down after the election night failures. He said, there's something deeper going on with the Republican Party here, and I'm upset about what happened last night. He said, we've become a party of losers. He continued adding, "What happened? Uh, uh, there's cancer in the Republican establishment since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017. We've lost 2018, 2020, 22, no red wave. That never came. And then the haymaker. We got trounced last night in 23, and I think we have to have an accountability in our party, he went on. And for that matter, Rana, if you want to come up on stage tonight, you want to look to the GOP, look to GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign. I will turn over, turn over my time to you. <laughs> oh, you know, there's more. There's deeper issues than just Rana. She should. Yeah. There's there's so much. There's so many deeper issues. I think he should be swinging at the rhinos too, who call themselves Republicans but don't stand for it yeah. in all these states that lost. Um, they, they're not they're not gaining ground by capitulating. So, like, I wish he would say on that front too. And he's a he's a new guy. So, what did you do four years ago? Where were you at? How did you see life four years ago, eight years ago? So, you're coming in. Be careful the swings you take because you're gonna get found out too. Now, there is a video out there, and Anomaly actually showed it. This guy Anomaly, he's actually plagiarizing some of uh, President Obama's speeches. Now, he may have the same speechwriter as Obama, but that's kind of dangerous ground, isn't it? And so you're seeing that too. So Vivek has to be careful that he's got his closet clean, man, because they'll come after him. Yeah, you know? and they'll they'll bring it all out. And Vivek, he's an enigma because people can't seem to get a hold on him. They they can't quite figure out is he true, is he not, is he real, is he fake, is he genuine, is he imposter? 
and that's not a good thing for you, Vivek. And people appreciate the punching. They do appreciate it. And, and he, he kept punching, man. He Later on, he said, he, he was talking about it being moderated by, the, by NBC. More power to you. I, it blows my mind that the Republican Party continues to go back to the whipping post. Well, we need the viewers, so we should go with NBC. Mainstream media is a dying thing. And you want to know how out of touch the Republicans are is the fact that they still think mainstream media is something for them. You're trying to hold on to the Fox News viewer base without Fox News. You're trying to hold on to those 65 and plus. The problem is you have a ripe and willing group with the Joe Rogans, the Bill Mars, and and the Elon Musks, which is what Vivek says. He says GOP debates should be moderated by Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about. Then specifically pointing the finger at NBC. You think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfield to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. He said, Kristen, I'm going to not use this time to ask you if the Trump collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years, was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. And Kristen kind of smiled, but I was telling Massey this before. He didn't give her enough time to just kind of sit in it. He he, right, right, he right. should have like waited about five seconds Truth. And, and gave this awkward pause or forced her to try to redirect. But he he did it. She got a little bit awkward smile, and then he kept going. Now, I understand he's probably just, he's running on energy. He's, he's running he's on energy, and he's only, got a, he's only got a certain amount of yeah. time, and he needs to get what he has to get out. Um, but the point is there, man. The point is there. Why, why, as Republicans, you have a messaging issue, you have an age generation issue, so you double down with the people who hate you. The mainstream media hates you. Why are you walking into their backyard going, well, moderate for us? I know. that's that's. They were right about saying Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, or Elon should host yeah. them. Here's why. Because anybody who's, who's, who's the center, the right, or the left that doesn't pay attention to the media, but they do pay attention to these cats because these guys are relevant. These guys actually have a platform. Joe Rogan has a huge platform that the left and the right still listen to, mm-hmm. uh, as people in the center listen to, uh, psychedelic folk listen to. I mean, he's got such a broad range of people, right? Yeah. So maybe Joe can get fed some questions, but actually have questions of his own. Joe asks him some s- substantive questions. He he is great he at re- asking he, questions and nailing in on right, stuff. right. And he may be off on some things. I'm not. I'm not praising Joe Rogan. What I'm saying is. He's he's smart at what he does. He's good at what he does, and he tracks people that we won't attract at a debate. Most people won't turn, tune into these debates anymore because they're gonna they're waiting on the same fluff. And nobody talks about the Constitution. They talk about infrastructure, how we're gonna build roads, education, which they don't do crap with. We get worse and worse and worse. Our students get worse and worse and worse. Our roads get worse and worse and worse, and our taxes go up. So nobody even wants to pay attention to these people. But you get a Tucker Carlson in there. Who's actually coming against the establishment, dude? I am telling you, if he starts to host and moderate something, like if he creates his own debate stage, my gosh! If Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Elon got into a room together Could and moderate, dude, that would be the most viewed ever, ever. I think ever. that would be awesome to have them do something, and then everybody can watch and be a part of it, and actually ask real questions and go after their characters, and not try to make one side look good or the other side look good. I think if Trump. Uh, uh, was was able to be on that stage, all of them. Like then they could actually open it up and do it to the DNC too. Y'all yeah. have been saying so much that the Republicans are bad, but for fifty years you guys have been in control, and still it's terrible. That's one thing I'll give Trump when he told Hillary. She goes, "I'm about to bring all this reform." He said, "You were in there. We've been doing this for thirty years. Where's the reform you're talking about?" Right. And you look at <laughs> you look at Clinton, you look at Biden, you look at Bernie Sanders. It's like all you people keep talking about. Well, if I get elected, or this is all going to change. You've been the elected person for decades. What have you done? Nothing. I'm so tired of this, like, 
Well, I've been in for decades, but I need one more term right, to get right, it done. Right, 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 no, right. you need one more term to line your pockets. That's exact. That's exactly right. I I would love. I'm with you. I would love to see a Carlson, Rogan, Musk, like a three. Let's do it like American Idol or or The Voice or whatever. Get your three panel of judges, and let's have a brawl. Let's have a debate brawl, and let's have the the moderators who are actually asking the pointed questions. Nikki Haley, answer this. Not a not a like, hey, defend yourself in a monologue. Nikki, you're in the middle of the military establishment. You're in the middle of the military industrial complex. How can you possibly defend yourself as somebody who's not going to just be a warmonger? Well, I mean, I just no, 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 not good enough. Let's go deeper, right? Like we never see that out of these moderators because we have milk toast NPC in NBC moderators. That's exactly it. These people are <clears throat> I'm about to say something offensive. <laughs> Which I don't even care about anymore. I think we have to be honest. Like these these kinds of things when you when you um I think what Ramaswamy was was right when he said we need accountability because the media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story, and they're going to rig this one unless we have accountability. I think even that, wherever you're at on the whole, was the election rigged? Were the ballots you know counted wrong and you know stolen election, all that stuff? Whether you're on this side of it or this side of it, whether it was or wasn't, I just want to say. To you, you cannot deny that the media omits so many things that could help an election. When you have Joe Biden now that's coming out, they're seeing actual checks written to the Joe Biden family and back to Joe Biden himself. You're seeing all these things happen, and the media won't cover that. But, dude, if that was Eric Trump, oh, oh my gosh, it would have been eviscerated. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, look at what Trump's going through right now. Dude, Ivanka said, I, I don't have any recollection. So the, the what is it, that lawyer that's uh, against Trump? The Jack AD? Smith? No, the lady, black lady. Oh, yeah, I can't think of her name. I can't think is, of her but, name, but yeah. she's like, when the facts come out, blah, blah, blah. But then all of a sudden Trump's lawyer goes, the facts are out. They've been lying. It's right. like you, you're, you're trying to hang, and, and even Vivek said it, the Russia collusion was a hoax, and y'all kept pushing it and kept doing investigations to make him look bad when the whole thing was a farce, right? But yet you have actual collusion with Joe Biden, his sons, and other countries, and we don't even talk about it. No. So we know that there's corruption. That's why people that are on the conservative side don't even want to tune into NBC and all no, this other bullcrap. They're, they're done with it, and, and they're becoming done with Fox News oh because Fox has gone that route, too. It, it's mind-blowing that the RNC can look at this and go, I think our best move is to partner up with NBC and have the debate on NBC. There must have been a lot of zeros in that check. Well, the RNC chairwoman, who's pulling those strings to have these debates? It these must guys? have been her. It has to be. That's probably why he called it out. It's like, what are we doing on NBC who right. actually does not like us and they've proven that they hate conservatives? You guys on MSNBC, the parent company of M uh, uh, the NBC, the parent company of MSNBC, MSNBC literally lives to destroy com uh, conservatives. conservatives. Yeah. They literally loathe conservatives. They will go after conservatives. Anything they can do against conservatives, every single pundit pretty much is against conservatives on MSNBC. There's only a couple that aren't, I think. And so how are you going to host a, a debate, clean without any uh, reservation, without any kind of taint on it, from a company that you actually hire people to be against the people you just did a debate with. Yeah. I, hosted a debate. I don't, Come on, dude. I don't understand how anybody in the RNC sits down at that table and goes, this is great. We I should mean, literally, do this. it's like having... I'm, I'm likening this picture, okay? It's like having a demon debate... Preachers on pre-trib, post-trib, salvation, not salvation. Like a demon's hosting that. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, moderating it. Yeah, yeah, moderating it. Seriously. Wh why? Why would you have the moderator who does not agree with or an anything and wants to make you look as bad as possible? Exactly. Yeah. Someone who's vehemently against Christianity moderating a debate between two pastors. That's ridiculous. 
There's not going to be a clean debate because they don't they don't have a, a, a structure in mind. Yeah. They don't have a, and I'm not the, saying they they're should, not trying to get to the answer. They're not. I'm not saying that that the that, that it's Republicans that should host a Republican debate. I'm saying it should be an impartial person who actually holds the record of I'm not for, I'm not against. I'm just trying to figure out what this is now. Rogan's come out. He's supported Bernie Sanders and, and all that other stuff. But even he started waking up to things like, wait a second. These Democrats are crazy. That's why he left California. So he's starting to see, too, like, this is a little weird, okay? Now they're starting to open up their eyes. Elon Musk is another one. They start to open up their eyes. Dude, a lot of people are opening up their eyes to Mm -hmm. Democrat policies. I just saw this video about Philadelphia, one of the most drug-ridden cities, right? And there's needles everywhere. Of course, Democrat run. But nobody talks about it. Detroit. Nobody talks about it anymore. That's Democrat run. Baltimore. Nobody talks about Chicago. Nobody talks Los Angeles. Nobody talks about these cities are Democrat run. It's unbelievable. And they'll keep doing it. And we sit here and, and, and kowtow to these people because they have a platform. No, they don't. Who really watches MSNBC anymore? Nobody. That's the thing. Nobody watches it. Nobody watches it. Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, all these guys on their online video format. Especially Tucker. Blow it out of the water. And you get these clips from CNN, from NBC, from Fox News. They barely pull 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 views. Mind you, these independent creators like Joe Rogan or a Tim Pool or whoever, hundreds of thousands of views couple hours after the video comes out. Mm. Like, there is a massive difference in viewership, and you've got this mind-numbingly dumb RNC. Truth. Agreed. That I can't help but think, this has got to be on purpose. Like, you guys have got to be destroying this from the inside out on purpose. Because I don't think anybody would be dumb enough to look at all of this and go, yeah, let's go with NBC. That's that's right up there with CNN being your moderators and and projecting your debate. I love what he said about Nikki Haley, dude. Oh, dude, he said. <laughs> I love it. Did you read that yet? The no, I haven't. Yeah, so go for read it. that. No, you do it. He said, "Mr. Ramaswamy pivoted." <laughs> so, Mr. Ramaswamy pivoted to the neocon, slamming the warmongers and aiming a particularly sharp arrow at Nikki Haley and DeSantis. In a way, do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to be put, who's going to put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? <laughs> Dude, her face, her face when he said it, just looking straight ahead, like trying not to react, and it's like you know you just got zapped. Oh. And and she's tried to swing at him, and it's you all fall flat. You, can, you can't, you can't, dude. Especially when he stops, or when he's when he's stomping on his thing. You know, you, you got to appreciate the newbies. You know, yeah. you got to appreciate. They got, they're full he, of piss and vinegar. That's for sure. He, I think he's probably the closest to doing what Trump has been so successful at doing because he has absolutely diminished Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis in everybody's eyes, and. That's that's Trump's MO. Like Trump goes across the field and he diminishes everybody in your eyes. So you walk away thinking, well, that person's not all that great. And Vivek, he he doesn't have the master class that Trump does in doing that, but Vivek is pretty good at it. Everybody else kind of tries to do it, but they don't. You know, DeSantis has tried to do it and it just falls flat. And I it's not that I think DeSantis is a bad guy. I the the whole like have you seen the the boot thing the the so there's evidence coming out that he's wearing like heels in oh, his oh. boots giving him height you know and yeah it doesn't look good if <laughs> the, the I didn't know is, that the evidence is is fairly I did uh, not know that evidence is fairly strong but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good because that's what we're doing here. We're really trying to move forward on on what what we're trying to do is bring truth to this and say, look, we got some strong contenders. I don't know if Vivek's the right guy. I I don't. Everybody needs to hold that in their head. Yeah, like he's a strong puncher, and that's good. Maybe he's vying for a vice presidential nod, but I don't know. Like if he can be strong like that, I think he just needs a little bit – 
What I don't want, I don't even like the experienced politicians because they've kind of fallen into the groove. Right. But then the newbies are like scary too because it's like, but are you really standing for what you're really saying or is it you just doing that for shock value and then you get in there and turn? So it's be, just be careful. Start praying for discernment, who you're going to support and all that other stuff. Yeah. DeSantis at least has a record of being somewhat conservative. I don't know why people are coming against him. They were totally cool with him in Florida. All of a sudden he runs for president. And they're all like, nope, he's been a neocon for the, you know. Yeah, so, okay. I, I, I don't. I don't get that. But that has been weird. I I'm glad you're pointing that out because it has been weird how when he's in Florida, everybody loves him, and all the other conservative states are like, "We wish we had DeSantis. We love him." But then he gets on the national stage, and he tried not to go after Trump. He he tried to approach it as like Trump's doing his thing, I'm doing mine, and yet all the Trump supporters came out swinging against him. And it's kind of like, man, that was weird. I get it that you support Trump, but we're we're not even towards the end of the primary yet, and you guys are lambasting him like he's another Jeb Bush, and it was it was a weird situation, and I hope it doesn't ruin DeSantis's political career because I think the guy is still very useful. Maybe not on a presidential stage, I don't know, but he's still useful in state of Florida for sure. You know, I don't know. I don't know either. We'll see. But go to the selfevidenttruth.com, yeah. become a monthly sponsor. We'd love that. Uh, just like Energy Ops LLC, he supports us. You need to, too, especially if you have a business. Contact us. We'd love to have you place ads on our podcast so to get not just your name out there, but it helps us to do what we do. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Listen, today, what I want, we always want everybody to know is this is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid of any, I'm not afraid of any of this stuff. I never have been. Uh, God's in control. He always has been. We just have to do our duty to stand for the things of Christ, preach the gospel, and be ready for every fight that's in front of us. God bless you. We will see you Monday. Love you guys.